Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week, we pick some shows to discuss from whatever promotions we feel like discussing that week. Kick off the show each week, talking about all the big news in the business. Mostly pro, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host, CJ, a.k.a. Aspier, and with me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Uh, this week is episode 55. Probably going to be a little bit of a shorter one. <laughs> but uh, we'll be doing our usual roundup of all the wrestling we've watched this past week. But our main topics, or whether our main topic, and really the reason why it's probably going to be a shorter episode is, for the first time in like a while, if not the first time in general, I think it's the only time we've talked about only one show. Yeah. But yeah, we're only talking about the one show this week because not a whole lot happened this past week in wrestling. Pretty much. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be talking about the Dragon Gate uh, Cork and Hall show, which took place February 5th. At least a lot of things happened on that show, so that's, we got stuff to talk about about it. Yeah. It's just only going to be talking about one show, at least in depth. I mean, we watched a, a few other shows too, so we'll talk about that, as we always do, but... Uh, can't uh, start off the show without talking about the biggest news in the business happening right now, and that is uh, Kenta has purple hair right now. Yes! God, I love that hair so much. And I'm glad he hasn't really cut it yet. Yeah, it's kind of got, he's starting to get fluffy again. I was going to say, he's not the complete fluffy Kenta, but we're kind of getting it back. And plus, I mean, the purple just rules, so I'll take it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he showed up on Dynamite, too. That's kind of a big deal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know. Totally no one talking about that. Yeah, um, we'll have some stuff about say about it, but uh, I don't feel like talking about that yet. So yeah, uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but other than that, uh, anything since we didn't have a lot of watch wrestling to do or watch this week, uh, any, do anything interesting? <laughs> I mean, I guess the main big thing that well, both of us have done. Um, we've both been really bad, like really big back into Genshin, I guess. Yeah, with the new update that just came out on Wednesday or yeah. Tuesday night or whenever it was. And technically not a whole lot of new content quite yet has come out for it, but it, it's it, about to. Yeah, see, so the new content really comes out, like, tomorrow night, um, Wednesday, Yeah, tomorrow like night, that. yeah, tomorrow night, probably about nine-ish. Yeah, like, when the new event and all that mm-hmm. stuff starts. That's exciting, but either way, we've been having fun with it because, I mean, you you know why. You're, I know why you're excited about it. <laughs> well, should we tell them, like, the whole pulling of or summoning thing that happened <laughs> okay yeah I'll, I'll lay i'll lay out the story here for it i was um, gonna say you could do it better because <laughs> so uh we we don't watch tv really at all anymore we just watch no, like streamers yeah, on twitch really TV. it's like really just wrestling and twitch stream that's really all we watch like youtube shit like that yeah. well new update came out so we were watching one of the twitch streamers we watch uh tectone and he's of course he's a fucking huge ass whale so he's gonna <laughs> spend all his money on the shit and unfortunately for him he did have to spend a whole lot of money on this because we were watching his stream him pulling he hit pity, hard pity once. What do you get? Mona, was it? He got Mona. Yeah, he, yeah, he got Mona. All so, the 50-50 hard pity. Yeah, he fucking 90, 90 got the automatic five star and it's fucking Mona. And then he pulled like <laughs> 70 or 80 more times and then finally got his first Zhao. And I was like, holy shit. But as soon as he pulled Zhao, I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll pull. I got him immediately after that. Oh, we know you got No, it was me because I got him on my first, my very first and only pull for him. Oh, right, yeah, because we, we were watching it and then yeah, you were like, I'm. Me. We were watching it and we were like, oh, she wanted to play, so she got on hers and I was just like watching it on my phone, just laughing my ass yeah. off at him, continuing to pull. And I told her, I was like, oh, shit, he just got it. So then she pulled. She got Jow on her first 10 pull. I had already pulled like two times, I think, but I was like, okay, well, she just got him, so let me fucking get him. And I immediately <laughs> got him, so that was fucking awesome. And. <laughs> Yeah, I said on Twitter, like, Jao, I think, is, like, my favorite character in Genshin, at least playstyle-wise. my favorite. Playstyle like, and just everything-wise. Uh, Child, no. was, like, Child was my favorite. He's still, like, my second favorite. But yeah. playing him, those two together, and then Zhongli, who doesn't die now because of the Geo update, and just Zhongli buffs in general. Don't even need a healer, really. So, 
uh, enjoying Genshin a lot. But uh, beyond that, not a whole lot. I mean, we finally stepped foot in our apartment's gym this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I went on Saturday because I was just like, fuck, I want to get on the treadmill. And, like, it's not like we're going to, like, some big public gym. Like It's it's, 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 it's small. It's literally, it's barely, it's smaller than our apartment. So yeah, it's a lot smaller. Um, we have a small apartment. <laughs> I'm trying to think, is it, like, smaller than our bed? Yeah, it's smaller, maybe smaller in a bedroom. I don't know. Oh, no, it's better, bigger than the bedroom. It's I don't like, fucking know. It's, like, slightly smaller than our apartment because we have a little one-bedroom apartment. But, yeah, it's pretty small. It's shared by everybody, but, like, no, ever since it's back open... No one's really been using it. Like, I think I've got, like, whenever I go to check the mail, I have to pass it's through always, by it. It's always, yeah. There's, the like, never anyone off. there. But, yeah, we decided to check that out because it's limited by two people, so. We'll hog it. Yeah, you know I was saying, we'll go down <laughs> and hog it. So, we went that. I went there on Saturday by myself, and then uh, she was, I guess she got motivated for me going down. So, we both went down to do it. It's a lot better working out in an actual gym compared to at home. So, definitely going to try and do that more on the weekend. Yeah. Only thing that sucks is masks, like, wearing the mask. At least for me, because it's a little harder to breathe for me with my asthma and shit. But it's still not that bad. I actually wasn't terribly off that whole time. I was just getting hot. Yeah, when <laughs> I told all. her, um, when I went by myself on Saturday, it's like, it still sucks to work out in a mask, but it's not as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah. It's really just running on a treadmill is what kills me. Yeah, that's what I'm terrified to really do, because I didn't do a whole lot of that. It was still... Me actually using a machine for the first time in like a fucking year, which I had been missing so oh, I've much. Oh, I missed machine so much, man. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. Other than that, it's just uh, our usual. Usual, I guess, yeah. I'm caught up in anime for the first time in like ever. At least what I'm currently watching this season, so that's nice. I need to watch uh, Promise Neverland, but I'm getting a little scared. <laughs> I think we and we waited till like what was it yesterday we watched Agrashi. No, it was like Friday or Saturday. I couldn't remember when we watched it. I know it was like later than we usually did. It was Friday, actually. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, we've spent too much time talking about this, so let's get into the news real quick, and actually there's a decent amount of it, especially Western news, mostly just cards that are coming this weekend. We, but got no, we don't really have a big show to talk about, yeah, so, so I mean, we can, a lot of shows. Like we can talk a little bit, show, but yeah, yeah uh, Western news, we got some shows announced for GCW. On March 6th, they're going to do a doubleheader. The, their show is called Take Care, with a K, because GCW. I don't, yeah, um, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, then they're doing the doubleheader with Hybrid Wrestling. Which they were in a show called Let It Ride. Uh, really, only stand-up match so far is Jimmy Lloyd versus Z Raver. I forget what the stip is, but it's another... something with a barbed wire. I think, it's like I think it's like a no no DQ barbed wire match. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, some with barbed wire. I know but that. I heard their show, their match at uh, New Year's no Eve was really good. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to check this out. Like we mentioned last week, uh, Fight Forever didn't do a whole lot for us, so hopefully this one's a little bit better. Uh, but another show that's GCW or like GCW adjacent anymore. I don't even know. If it's, bar- it's barely a GCW it's show at barely, this point. They just slapped their name on it, to be honest. But it's uh, Bloodsport 4 and 5 have been announced. This literally dropped like maybe not even a full hour after we were done recording. Yeah, I, I was like, God like- fucking damn it. Each time. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 20 minutes after we stopped. I was like, you told me and I was like, fuck. But- I know. I was like, fuck. I kind of want to go back and add it in, but never mind. But yeah, it's going to take place in LA from an undisclosed location uh, February 13th and 20th. And I'm none, none, like unsure exactly how this is airing. I was trying to figure out, like, usually it's on Fight, but then I went to go look at Fight, and it's not there. And the website looks like you just order it, and you're gonna, they're going to stream it through that website. So, I don't know. We'll see. But we only have the card for the first night, which is this weekend, uh, February 13th. Got uh, Chris Dickinson versus Jeff Cobb. Mm. Harry Smith, which is uh, Davy Boy, I guess, versus yeah. Calvin Tankman. Uh, Simon Grimm versus Tom Lawler. Cal Jack versus Nolan Edward. J.R. Kratos versus Alex Coughlin. Super Beast versus Bad Dude Tito. 
Royce Isaacs versus uh, Calder McCoy and Diego Perez versus uh, Gil Guardado. Really, the highlight really for me is that Alex Coughlin's finally back and doing something other than New Japan Strong. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. It's interesting that they're pairing these guys off like with guys that are born New Japan Strong. That's what I said. <laughs> I noticed that right away. I was like, oh, okay. So like Kratos Coughlin and Dickinson and Cobb and Cobb, yeah. yeah. But it's like. You're having like any New Japan contracted guy is only working a guy that's on strong or at least has been on there before, like yeah. Dickinson and Kratos. And then as interesting, Grimm and Lawler are facing each other just because they're both MLW guys. Mm. I mean, Lawler's been on strong too, but I don't know what his deal is anymore if he's actually signed we with MLW know. or not. But uh, ROH News, quick bit is uh, Gresham, Lethal, and Sledge all resigned. I don't even know who fuck Sledge is, but I who saw is it. Sledge? Yeah, I'm like, he's who? probably like one of the tag guys or something. I don't fucking know. But wait, is Sledge one of like Shane Taylor's dudes? Maybe. I, I need to actually see it because I can't remember. I've watched ROH and fucking since the PR tournament. So I was gonna say it's I been like, a bit. I only really know the mainstay, so yeah, like your Gresham and your trash lethal, but um <laughs> I'd say another guy like I don't know about Sledge, but none of those two guys, Gresham or Lethal was surprising at all no, at the resign. I would have been more surprised if they actually left. Wasn't Gresham like running the dojo or something? Yeah, he's pretty much like the head dude there. So that made so sense. So he's not leaving. They probably pay him a good bit. And he can work elsewhere lethal wherever don't he give wants a to. Shit, so. He missed his opportunity to get signed by the oh, Fed, yep, so... yep, yep. few years too late there. A <laughs> uh, little bit of Lucha news. Triple uh, A tapings took place over the weekend, so I'm sure we'll start seeing that on YouTube here soon. But hopefully, once everything gets normal in Mexico, they'll start doing live shows again, because I do miss that a lot. Yeah, I miss those fun shows. Uh, they also announced a Triple A video game in partnership with Marvel, or more likely it's going to be a, like, a Marvel wrestling game what? with some Triple A tie-in. So some kind of cool news too, but yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Really. I didn't see that. It's fucking cool. Well, it know, makes more sense with them the doing thing. the Marvel thing, yeah. So, so I get it. we'll see. Like, it's really cool. It's more than likely gonna be like a Marvel wrestling game, but still interesting anyway. Uh, let's see, uh, AEW news. Uh, uh, first bit of news is they announced the participants of the AEW Women's Tournament or Woo! Title Eliminator. Uh, good fucking show or bracket or this was tournament. More, this was more exciting to me than fucking Kenta showing up. So honestly, but. Uh, say, we got a full Japan side bracket and a full uh, American side bracket, as I kind of expected there to be. Mm. It's a uh, Japanese side of the bracket. Uh, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Veni, or Asuka from Wave. Or, it's not Wave anymore, but Asuka Freelancer in Japan. Uh, Emi Sakura, Ryo Mizunami, Mei Suruga, Rin Katakura, and Maki Ito will fight on the, will be on the Japanese side. Uh, say, in uh, American side of the bracket is uh, Serena Deeb, Riho, Britt Baker, Ty Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. Decent side of the bracket for America. I mean, obviously, everyone's more excited about the Japanese side of the bracket. but The American side is it's fine. Is basically who I expected it to be. I'm not as excited about those matches, except for the first one they announced, which was um, Thunder Rosa and Layla, so that should be pretty good. But yeah, this, this tournament is all about the Japanese uh, matches, to be honest. I mean, the, the only other... Uh, Bracket match that has been announced is a uh, Serena oh. versus uh, Fuck, I forgot about that already. I think well, that should be pretty good too. That should be, be fine, decent yeah. at least. I'm just curious, more curious about the um the winner there. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll probably be Rio. It should be Rio just because she hasn't been on in uh it, almost February, I think. Almost yeah, yeah. I think February is her last oh, match. Shit. Oh god. So yeah, it's been basically a year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I think we mentioned it last week when like the the term was even announced. I had expected this tournament to be a way to reintroduce Riho to the American audience and have mm. her like win and then maybe face Aja, not say Aja, face uh, Hikaru at the pay-per-view or whatever. Obviously not going to happen now since she's on the Western side of the bracket. 
I would still expect her to win, though, I think. I think he's going to win at least the the American side of the bracket. Like, you could do Brit or Thunder. Those are, like, probably my top yeah, three for the, the for the American side of the bracket. I'd pretty much have Brit number one, but I don't know if they want to pull that trigger now. They've been waiting too long to fucking do it, but... But then again, I don't know if they really want to pull the trigger on Brit just because she seems... I don't want to say injury-prone, but she's had a lot of... Yeah. Well... I think the winner of the tournament's coming out of the Japanese side of the bracket. Oh, hell yeah. You know I'm fucking down for that shit. Let's go. Put it on Vinny. I don't care. For one, there's no reason to fly someone out from Japan just to have them do one match on Dynamite and then just be there. Oh, yeah, because she's producing shit. So I'm like, or, yeah, Hikaru's producing, producing yeah. shit, apparently. Yeah. And then flying back with whoever, mm-hmm. I guess, wins. So Yeah, so yeah, I think Marvelous posted that, um, and Hikaru kind of retweeted it to basically confirm it that, Hikaru went over there to produce some matches mm. and I guess get everything settled and then come back with the winner and kind of gave me an idea, like made me think of, cause like when I saw the bracket, I was very surprised that Shoko wasn't involved. I mean, obviously she can't because it of the broken nose, because of her nose, which I think that's why, I think um, that would be Maki, honestly. No, I think Maki was going to be in it anyway. Really? So you think they would have, I think Rin, Rin Katakura is the one, okay. one that replaced Shoko. I, I can mean, see that. Either way, it doesn't really matter, but. Who I think is gonna win? Like I'll, I already gave my top three picks for the women on the on the American side of the bracket. For who I think is gonna win on the Japanese side of the bracket, I think your favorite's got to be Aja Kong. Of course, she's already a familiar face with most, and she's already been yeah. to, and they, she's been there. Basically, every like I know some people's thoughts were about the women's bracket, at least Japanese side of the, is uh, visas because that's impossible to get right now. The good thing about this is Aja was already here like mm, last year. Yeah. Yuka and Yuka's been there. Yuki's been there. Uh, Maki was already had a visa because she's supposed to come over from Mania. That's right. Yep. Uh, Benny also was supposed to be here for yeah, Mania. She was supposed to be here, so. Uh, Emmy's got a visa. Rio uh, was there for All okay. Out last or twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. I don't forget. She's when been. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. But she's been in AEW before, so probably still the visa. Mace Roga's mm, iffy. I, she's a little iffy because I don't know. And then Ren, obviously, she. I, I doubt she has a visa. So anyway, as I was saying, uh, favorites are Aja, Yuka, and I'm gonna say Venny or Emmy. So probably four, top four then. It's my bias because I want Venny to win, but <laughs> it, it definitely would be like Venny Aja. Uh, I want you. I want Yuka to win, but I can see Emmy. I can see Emmy. Yeah. Like Yuka is someone that's gonna be a regular anyway. If COVID Pretty hadn't happened. Much, yeah. Problem is Aja Kong, because I don't know who the fuck beats her. That's my. That's the only thing that stands in my way of, like, thinking anyone else is really going to win. Like, the only person... <laughs> I think Vinny should beat her, but, <laughs> again, that's my bias, so... Oh, I think it'll help so a lot. It's so tough, yeah. It'll help a lot once we have, like, the full brackets, I think. Yeah, once we actually get to see more of um, the matches and stuff, it, it'll, it'll help a little bit, but, yeah... What's I feel like, bad for whoever has Aja in their first couple matches. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's just trying to think of how they want to book it, really, more than anything. Because their booking is weird sometimes. And, like, yeah. me personally looking at it, I think Aja should absolutely win this. And, mm-hmm. cause, um, mm-hmm. and do the rematch of Aja and Hikaru from, like, I think it's like 2018, 2019, where they had, like, a fucking amazing match in uh, I think Oz Academy. That, like, one of Aja's best matches, like, of, like, recent years, anyway. I'd, and just do that to put her over because Aja doesn't really put over people a lot, a lot but I think she'd be willing to pull it, put over Hikaru. Mm-hmm. Maybe make this rain kind of matter or if they just want to get the belt off her pretty quickly. I could see um, Yuka doing it and winning the t- title if she's going to stick around in America for a little bit. 
Especially with her losing the um, Tokyo Joshi belt, it's like, mm -hmm. we don't really know what else she's going to do over there for now. Probably not a whole lot, but yeah. Or you could have Riho in and kind of want to reestablish her. True. I could see that too, and I'm just like, do they really want to go ahead and give like another woman another title like run right now? Riho would be the first double or second she'd or two-time champ the, wait, if she won. Wait, didn't Nyla win it twice? I don't remember. Oh, shit. I don't think so. Didn't she beat Riho and then she dropped it? Did Riho lose to Hikaru? Wait, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I swear she's had it twice, but maybe I'm Maybe not. Tripping. I don't know. But either way. And I... Well, I'll talk about it later, but yeah. Never mind. Either, either way, um, <laughs> this is a very exciting women's tournament. I'm excited to watch it. I know people are going to complain that the Japanese title is on YouTube. It Me. Because it probably is going to be... The problem YouTube and fight is the rumor, so... Yeah. They already set a precedent with this with the women's tag tournament. And they have more of an excuse to do it with this just because of the say, venue difference. It's going to be taped, I'm assuming, for a Japanese oh, it's side. Be taped, yeah. So I'm like, that does make sense because I guess they don't want to put that on Dynamite, especially if you're going to have like a live American um, bracket side match. Yeah. So it's kinda, it'd be kind of weird, I guess. It'll be kind of awkward to like cut into a different arena mid-Dynamite. Yeah, that, I get that. So at least they have like an excuse for just, that, I think. I, I compared just, to the women's tournament, which they didn't really, much, other than they were green, but, but whatever. Whatever. Either way, at least some of the women's tournament matches are going to be on TV, but the Finally, ones on this week. Thank so thank God. <laughs> that's good. And uh, I guess we've got to talk about the big news. Uh, the Forbidden Door has been opened. Uh, Kenta debuted on Dynamite. My timeline was probably the most annoying it's ever fucking been <laughs> when that fucking happened. I wanted to just... <laughs> I wanted to block everyone. I wanted to deactivate that night. <laughs> and here I was yeah. <laughs> in Discord talking about Kenta's purple hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, I said I said on Twitter and at the start of this episode, like that that was a bigger deal to me. <laughs> Kenta's purple to hair, a bigger honest, deal than him babe, showing up. Like, especially because we don't know what this is gonna be yet. Yeah, we don't fucking know. I don't. If anything, I think. The discourse around it is going to be more annoying than the actual partnership. Pretty much. Like, I watched, the discourse is already horrible. It was already terrible. I wanted to just know. Like, I watch both shows, so it's not going to matter to me really that much. But it's like, for now at least, it's really just... It seems like a trade-off for Kenta being allowed to win the title off Mox on Strong. Pretty so much. they're letting Kenta show up a little bit on a Dynamite. Which is smart. Cause it's a smart move, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like I said from the jump, once this AEW New Japan crap started, like not even like right now, but like when a basically when AEW became a thing, and everyone's like, oh, they need to partner with New Japan immediately. I don't think there's a whole lot that New Japan gets out of a, a partnership no. like this. The main thing they would need from Dynam or from AEW is the ability to use AEW talent in America. Yep. Which is why they're doing this, is so they can yep. use Mox on Strong. So it kind of works out with how my mindset went. So once. New Japan is allowed to run shows in the You're U.S. again. You're going to see AEW talent. That's what, like, if yeah. this partnership's going to continue, then, yeah, I, that should be what happens. Like, if they want to run really MSG, yeah. like, well, they yes. still want to. Oh, my God, I'm, yes, I can, do that. I can pretty much guarantee you they're going to be, the, the Bucks or Kenny's going to be on that oh now. Oh, God, I will. Never mind. Shoot me. <laughs> but, <laughs> end of the day, this is really just going to be, like, the ROH talent, or ROH partnership, probably. Yeah. And once it gets going, it's just, like, they're going to exchange talent every now and then. You ain't going to be seeing Okada on Dynamite anytime soon. Oh, hell no. No. If ever, to be honest. No. And if you do, it's going to be like a tag match or something. But really, I think it's just a way for New Japan to get AEW talent on the shows. And it's basically a partnership out of necessity because Mox is their champion right now. And they want that belt off him. Pretty much. It's like, yeah, they want to get that stupid belt off of him. Because he's had that thing in captivity for... <laughs> 
way too long, so it is about time. And if this is the only thing that makes sense for them to do, then go for it, I guess. Yeah, it's like if Mox wasn't champion right now, this wouldn't be happening. I can guarantee you that. Pretty much. It would probably still happen eventually, I think, because I think yeah. even New Japan realizes they kind of need to partner with AEW just to get some of their talent on their shows to draw because they clearly weren't drawing in America before this other than the MSG show. So they kind of need a little bit of a bump from them. I don't think they need these guys in New Japan proper. Absolutely fucking not. Do not bring them over. You can bring some. Bring Hangman. Well, it's, like a, it, bring, it, it's good in yeah, some respects because like you can have like... You can send Top Flight over to Japan for, like, Super Junior Tag League. I would absolutely love that because Super Junior Tag League absolutely needs something else because, good God. And they always have outsiders for that, Tag League, mm. occasionally G1. So if you want to, like I said, she said, have Hangman come in. I'd love to see that. Have Tana and Hangman finally reunite. I'd be very excited about that. But Bring Pac. Oh, yeah, I need Pac and fucking uh, Best Super Juniors or something. Please. I just want to, you know what I want. You know what I want. I don't even have to say it. But yeah, for now, it's just this little partnership. But at the end of the day, it opens the door for more collaboration between both companies. Could happen down the road. I don't think anything like that's going to happen anytime soon because of COVID restrictions. Yeah. Once things are rolled out and it's Once things calm, calm down, down, I can see them being a little more involved. Happen. But for now, all you're going to get is Kenta, maybe some of the Bull Club like Tomatonga, Jay White. Yeah, whoever usually comes back to the States on some downtime. Yeah, you're probably going to see them more. Yeah, Cobb, not, Cobb hasn't shown up in a while. Cobb's in America, obviously, because yeah. he's going to be at Bloodsport this weekend. Mm. But, like, any New Japan talent that either is currently in New Japan or in in, in America <laughs> or lived in America, I could see them You're being on Dynamite much, anytime yeah. soon. Like, if yeah. anything, like, one of my biggest things about this is that it's a great deal for, for Kenta if he doesn't want to fucking go fly over to Japan all the time because his family still lives in Florida. So, I'm sure it's great for him to be able to work on Dynamite now. So, stuff... Good things for him, like him, fucking uh, Tomatonga Tongaroa. Tongaroa has a fucking, like, less than, like, what, a year, two-year-old kid? Pro- like, yeah. Just had a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure at least he, a one-year-old, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure they want to, once they drop the titles to Tackers this weekend, or this week, <laughs> I'm sure they want to come back to Florida and live there and actually spend time with their family. So I think it's a really good thing for, like, the American New Japan talent, for now at least, if they do work more than just this. But, uh, yeah, it's... Honestly, the discourse is just going to be more annoying than the actual partnership. I already, End of the day. We, we already saw some fantasy booking, and I'm just like, please. Do you want to talk about that video we fucking <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that, really. Like The only good thing, the only good match that video discussed was Hangman and Hiromu. And I was like, okay, book that shit for me. And then the one that they picked already happened somewhere else. And I was like, I don't want to watch that anyway. I'm sure y'all can guess. What that was. Well, they had fucking uh, G.O.D. and Young Bucks on it. And, like, that literally happened in New Japan in 2018. Yeah, was like, <laughs> or 2019, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, they, they put that. Pulled and then, up they put, then they put the fucking, the fucking asshole versus Pac. And I was like, that literally already happened. So, we don't want it. Bye. And I just want to bring up my, my buddy John. I was doing a preview of New Beginning this weekend. And they were talking. They were mentioning all these bullshit Forbidden Door uh, matches. But I got to call you out on one match. They said... um because they were they were specifically calling out people who were making bad matches for Naito, because they're oh, a big God, Naito stand. I know, I know. But their idea was when I mean, they had people, they were, they were saying like the only good options shit. for Naito were uh, Pac okay. and Phoenix. Both those I agree with. But then they said fucking MJF, and I'm like, nah, no, no, John, no, no, I'm no, sorry, no. that is no. no. Fuck, who did they put for? Oh, that video put MJF and Tanahashi, which was <laughs> also a very huge insult. Anything with MJF and any of them is an insult to me. So no, absolutely not. Naito can face just about anyone else. No, I think 
I think the video had Naito and Jungle Boy, which was yeah, a that'd, choice. That'd be interesting, I guess. I was going to say, it'd be cool for a young kid like uh, Jungle Boy to face Naito, so. And uh, clearly Tanahashi's match is that guy from uh, the acclaimed who was sh- make, shooting a shot on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Was it Max, Max Caster? Mark Caster? I, whatever I his name Mac, is. But, yeah, Max. But he is, he is shooting his shot hard, so hopefully for him that match happens. Oh, and Evil Uno was like, give us L.I.J. I was like, okay, I'm... Dark Order and yeah, Dark Order and LJ would be pretty fun. I think fun. they'd be pretty funny together. Especially, I'd, I'd love to see the, the Beaver Boys versus like Naito and Hiromu. Oh <laughs> That'd be fucking a mess. Oh my god. Uh, but enough of the Forbidden Door talk. We'll talk about it a little bit more once we talk about the episode, I guess. Not, not a whole lot more, yeah. but uh, Impact News. Uh, they have an internet pay-per-view or whatever they call these things. Uh, no, It's uh, No Surrender. It's going to take place this Saturday at 8 Eastern on Impact Plus. Uh <laughs> Going to have Swan defending the Impact title against Tommy Dreamer. Happy birthday, Tommy Dreamer. I still don't think this match is happening. Something could, yeah, I think Moose I think Moose is going to fuck it up. Either yeah. he's going to do it on next, whatever, Tuesday's episode of uh, Impact because they're doing a contract signing between these two. And that never works out. Yeah, I'll say it's contract signing that never works out. But either that or Moose or even Kenny is going to show up and ruin this match because you know Kenny's going to be facing either whoever well, whoever has the, the title at the what was it, Retribution or whatever it's called. Retribution? That's WWE. What is that fucking pay-per-view in April is? Because it had like the whole Omega symbol already on the graphics, so you know Kenny's going to be involved somehow. Why did I think Hard to Kill? Hard to Kill was the one that was just then. I never remember It's the one that's usually like Mania Weekend or like nearby. I forgot. I forgot what it's called. But anyway, for No Surrender, uh, you're going to have Good Brothers defend the tag titles against Private Party. I don't think it's going to be very good, but I'm interested to see how it goes at least. Yeah. Uh, TJP's defending the X-Vision title against Rohit Raju. Apparently, Raju has, like, one of the guys from the... I think he was from the Desi Hit Squad that's going to be in his corner. He, like, just came back Tuesday. We didn't watch, so I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot he has a heavy guy with him now. I forgot what his name is. I forgot his name is, yeah. Because I wasn't watching whenever, um, you know, they were super big, I guess. Yeah. Well, hopefully Rohit wins, so... That's all we can ask for. Thank you. Uh, We're having uh, Hernandez and Brian Myers versus Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards. This is something. That's going to be a match, (laughs) And then uh, we're having a triple threat revolver match for the X Division number one title okay. or number one contender match. Got uh, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Josh Alexander, Blake Christian, Ace Austin, Willie Mack, Suicide, and Davari. And uh, who is playing Suicide? It's probably fucking um, Crazy Steve because I think he was doing it last time. That's impressive. I wonder how he does that. But I'm not sure. It might, might not be him. I forget. I'm like, I, know, I think Trey was the other one. He's kind of blind. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, Who knows? That's impressive. That's why I'm just like, oh shit. But uh, yeah, Most rules for this are kind of weird. Not weird, but they're just a lot. It's, big. Yeah. it's like uh, three competitors start the match. When one is pinned or submitted, another one will enter the fray. Uh, triple threat matches will continue up until there are no more entrants, in which the final pinfall or submission will win. So it's basically it's a, gauntlet a gauntlet match. With yeah, tri- with three people instead of two. So uh, that'll probably make it more interesting, at least. I guess. But. I got no idea who wins this, man. I think your top guys, at least in my opinion, are probably Trey. Maybe Ace. I'd love to see Ace win it. I'd like to see Ace win it, but with Trey being back in the fray, it wouldn't shock me. But I th- I think Ace like, should win it. I guess Bay also. I Bay's, don't know. Bay's always an option, yeah. yeah. Alexander's a little odd. I kind of want to put him there, but I'm also like, no. <laughs> I don't know. Pro- I don't, problem is, like, I, li- I don't want. He's in limbo by well, yeah. himself, so I'm like, I don't. I just don't want Trey or Chris Bay to win. I know. Be- well, I, I mean, I wouldn't complain about Chris Bay, I guess, but it's like that would basically be. It's ba- those four. the same. Yeah. It's 
been Rohit, TJP, Trey, and Chris Bay in that division for, by themselves for like a year. Pretty much. Because Ace kind of went away for a little Ace bit. Ace at least went away for a little bit. Yeah. Because we, we know Suicide, Devarius, no. Blake is not really an option, in my opinion. And like... Willie... Willie's kind of been doing nothing. He's been kind of floating about... I don't, I don't it's think Suicide's he wins. So like whatever. I don't know. And then yeah. Davari being an interesting choice, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Ace is really like the most suitable for at least for me. <laughs> well, it's like they got two guys in this in uh, Ace and Trey. I think Ace is better than him. Oh, but yeah. those are two guys I think they have higher ex- like aspirations for. So it's, it feels like a waste of either one of them to be in this division. To be That's honest, also my problem. I'm like Ace should not still be fucking fighting for this shit. Like. Ace is probably one of, like, my favorite parts of Impact. And the fact that he's just still being relegated to the X Division is just like, okay, why? And it's like, clearly Trey signed not to be just be an X Division guy. Yeah, and I was going to say. And they were, already had, like, were pushing him higher up the card since right even before, before then. Yeah. Before all the contract shit happened. So it's like, at the same time, though, they probably don't want to feed him to fucking Kenny because, you know, whoever... That's my problem, yeah. Because now the whole Kenny shit is... Kenny is... has, like, a big dark cloud over the extra title because he's going to win that this year sometime. So, I don't know. But uh, we'll see if we can watch the show since uh, Bloodsports at the same time, if we can get a way to watch it. But enough of that. Uh, MLW news, uh, just a little bit. Uh, Laredo Kid versus Leo Rush is going to happen on February 10th for both the AAA Cruiserweight title and the MLW Middleweight title. I'm very curious who wins this match. I say Leo, just because... This is Leo's first defense of the title, so he probably should win it. And it's not like AAA cares about titles. So they could just put it on Leo, and Leo works AAA all the time. Or, well, whenever he can, I guess. Since he was, uh... Fucking fuck, what was that last show? Uh, Triple Mania. Yeah. So, I mean, Leo's a guy they could always send down to Mexico and do whatever title. And, like I said, AAA doesn't really care about titles that much. But if Leo's, like, on his way out from the Indies again already... They might want to just drop the belt off him because they taped this a while ago. So, so, I don't know. It could be anyone, I guess. I'm just curious how it goes. I'll definitely check it out. Let's see. Uh, and then lastly, uh, WWE News. Uh, NXT TakeOver this weekend has a new a name, and it's uh, TakeOver Vengeance Day, which is interesting, I guess. I know they're playing off V-Day for Valentine's Day and all that shit, but uh, over the full card so far is uh, Pete Dunne challenging Finn Balor for the NXT title. That'd probably be all right. I'm just tired. They've done this, what, like three times in a row? Two? Never mind. I, yeah, I think it's the second time. I think they did it on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, EO's defending the women's title in a three-way against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, should be a good match. I'd be much more interested in it if it wasn't a three-way. Just have EO defend against one of these two. Same. I really don't get the point of that, but... It's so EO can drop the belt without um, getting pinned. That's Ooh, 100% that's what it is. Where if she loses... To- I don't want to. I don't want to have to bring up how I feel about one of the competitors, but because people will be like, "Oh, why?" I'm not um, blinded by certain parts, so. But um, Gargano is defending the North American title against Kushida. Probably, it'll Let's probably go be okay. Kushida. Hopefully, it's I don't know. Gargano, you know, it's Gargano. <laughs> and then uh, both tag team uh, tournament finals are gonna take place. What? Oh, we don't know. Never mind. Yeah, when we go through the NXT card, I'll, I guess we can, we can talk about the possibilities, I guess. I guess. But, Damn, um, I'm going to fucking forget this is Valentine's night. At least we have something to laugh about. 
Yeah, I'll say once we I can't have dinner. Yeah. yeah, I'll say it's Valentine's <laughs> Day, so that'll be something. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'll probably spend spending that night. I'll come out, make make us some food. I'm planning to make some uh, katsudon, so that's going to be really good. I'm making red velvet brownies. So yeah, we're going to have some dinner, I guess get drunk, and then I guess end up watching <laughs> this show. So that's going to be fun. Uh, see, uh, for Japanese news, uh, for great, uh, they're getting a new signee soon. Oh, yay. I think it's this week they're announcing it. Okay, cool. So I, don't, I have Very no fucking idea who it's going to be, so we'll see, I guess. Uh, Zero One News, uh, El Lindemann successfully Ooh. defended the Junior Double Crown against Asuka. Uh, also on that show, uh, Otani defeated Tamara in the main event. And uh, Mara Fuji beat Shoki Kitamura. Shocker, truly. Uh, see, Freedoms, uh, we got their uh, February 9th card. For Corkin, which is tomorrow of us, the day of us recording. Very good show. Uh, main event's gonna be King of Freedom's world title, uh, New World of Blood, Glass Board, and Fluorescent Light Tubes Deathmatch. Uh, Toro Segura defending against Toshiyuki Sakuda. I think Sakuda's gonna win. Mm. It won't surprise me either way, but I think Sakuda's gonna win. I think both titles are switched hands today. Because also on the show is a, a King of Freedom's world tag team title scramble tornado match. Uh, Mamis Sasaki and Violenta Jack are facing Minoru Fujita and Rina Yamashita. Uh, stimulation, and then the semi-main is a simul- uh, stimulation input, bloody human crossing death match. Uh, I love it. Jun Kasai and Kenji Fukumoto facing Masashi Takeda and Takeyuki Ueki. Uh, also on the show is uh, Takashi Sasaki and Daisuke Masaoka versus Yuya Susumu and Kengo. Going to have a hardcore match uh, with Kamui versus Tomiya Harada. Oh, if you didn't see it, you need to find it. Uh, Harada, I think a couple days ago, I think some video, probably on Battleman or something, of him like bending a frying pan in the middle of a ring for oh, no reason. Yeah. And then this morning he posted on Twitter of him frying up eggs in that same pan. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. But, uh, and then the opener of the show is, uh, Gentaro and Dragon Libre versus Tatsuhito Takaiwa and Brahmin K cause Brahmin Shu is still injured. But, uh, uh, not a whole lot that I don't like on the show. I'm very excited for Let's whenever go, that makes tape. Sukuda. Let's go. Uh, especially Sugi- some new champion. Yeah, Sugiura and Sukuda should fucking be awesome. Oh, God. I cannot I wait for that. that. Let's see. Uh, Stardom News. Uh, Julia versus Tam <laughs> is set to be a hair versus hair match at Budokan. God. Uh, assuming Julia is still champ because she is still defending the title against Starlight Kid on February 13th, but there's God, no fucking way that's happening, that, and yeah. especially with this. And I uh, can't wait for Bold Tam. I ain't got no comment on that shit. I don't. It's just fucking weird because I thought I don't like, when it was first announced, really it made don't. it sound like it was just title versus hair. So it was basically yeah, Julia's putting the title like online. If Julia wins or Julia loses, then she loses the title, but yeah. she still gets, keeps her hair. But then I've seen that it, it's hair versus hair. So it seems like that's what it is. I think the like the official English stardom account did say it was hair versus hair. But the way they were talking at first made it sound like Julia was just saying you have to offer up your hair if you want to even a shot at the title. So I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. If it is hair versus hair. It I def- better be Tam. Yeah, I think losing. Tam's losing. There's no way they're going to have Julia shave her hair. She's like, yeah, I'm like... She, like, I don't know why they... She can have- always put a wig on, I guess. I guess, but... <laughs> Man, Julia's never going to lose this belt. <laughs> she about to just win. Just go ahead and win the damn red belt, too. Why the fuck not? <laughs> At this point, shit. I'll say, Big Japan News, we have the uh, Ikitosen uh, 2021 participants this year. It's a uh, deathmatch. Uh, block A is uh, Takahashi... Uh, Numazawa, Kobayashi, and Violent of Jack. Block B is Drew Parker, Miyamoto, Tukumoto, and Shuma Katsumata. Yay! Uh, block C is uh, Hoshino, Takeda, Ito, and Fujita. And then Block D is Kodaka, Ishikawa, Hyodo, and Kamatani. And then we have the uh, full uh, card for their uh, February 19th Cork and Hall show. Openers uh, Tsukuya Nomura versus Taku- Takuho Kato. 
second match, uh, Tatsuhiko Yoshino, Kota Sakafuda, and Kosuke Sato versus Kazuki Hashimoto, Fuminori Abe, and Masaki Morihiro. Uh, next match, uh, Kazumi Kikuda, Daisuke Sakamoto, and Ryota Hama versus Yuji Okabayashi, Daichi Hashimoto, and Yuya Aoki. And then we're going to Ikitosen pre- uh, preview match, uh, fluorescent light tubes death match, Abdullah Kobayashi, Jockey Numazawa, and Akira Hiyoto versus Minoru Fujita, Masuya Takahashi, and Yuki Ishikawa. And then another uh, Ikitosen preview match, also fluorescent light tubes death match, Ryuji Ito, Yuko Miyamoto, Hideyoshi Kamatani versus Isami Kodaka, Masashi Takeda, and Drew Parker. Uh, Semi main event is going to be for the Big Japan World Strong title. Yasufumi Nakanoe is defending against Ryuji Kawakami. And uh, main event is a Big Japan Deathmatch heavyweight title, uh, no canvas, hard weapon deathmatch. Takumi Tsukamoto defending against Kankuro Hoshino. So, uh, great stuff for Big Japan coming up in the coming months. Uh, Cyber Fight News, uh, it's just DDT. Uh, Shima Katsumata has won the Extreme title over the weekend, his first ever singles title. And uh, he's already declared who his first challenger will be, and it's going to be Mao. And I love the way he announced it because it was in Asana where, they, where he won course. the title. And of course, there's a rubber duck in the, at the sauna, and he said, I already have an idea who I'm going to face. And I think he like pointed at the duck or something, and he was yeah. like, but I'm not facing the rubber duck. It's your dad, Mao. <laughs> so, so fucking cute. I love that. I but... love it. And uh, last news is uh, New Japan. We uh, Their TV do- new TV deal has finally been announced, and it's the Roku channel. And uh, very underwhelming, <laughs> to be honest. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I don't think they should have hyped this up at all. No. Like, they, they should not have done that little uh, announcement at Wrestle Kingdom that kind of just made everyone's expectations a little higher. This isn't, like, the definitive deal, I don't think. I think it's just they can still shop it around. It's just for now, this is where New Japan TV is going to be. It's, like, Thursday at 8 or something, something like, like that, that on the Roku Thursdays, channel. I know but yeah. You don't need a Roku to watch it. I think you can, like, watch it on the apps and stuff. But it seems like it's basically just going to be, like, the Pro Wrestling World feed, which they do in Japan, like, that show. Just americanized maybe do american commentary or something mm. but yeah it's definitely underwhelming compared to what a lot of people expected but it's fine i think they'll end up getting a better tv deal down the road but oh for sure for sure it's fine like you for said, now. i think it's just to really end up shopping around maybe and just feeling out process i guess let's see now that's if for news let's get into what's airing it's a uh, whole fucking lot <laughs> uh let's see oh, um fuck. chris brooks produced two aired live on us universe february 7th uh, Freedoms, January 21st, aired live on Nico Pro, February 6th. Or aired on, not live, but um, Stardom had shows on February 6th and 7th. And we'll have three more shows on February 11th, 13th, 14th, which will all end up on Stardom World eventually. The 13th Cork and All Show, as we mentioned, it has uh, Julia vs. Starlight Kid for the White Belt, and it also has uh, Azumi Challenge in Siri for the uh, SWA title. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um... <laughs> Got Ice Ribbon uh, January 23rd. It airs on Samurai February 7th, or it aired. Uh, Ice Ribbon uh, January 20th aired on Nico Pro February 8th. New Japan aired a Road 2 show, their last uh, Road to New Beginning show on New Japan World February 8th. And uh, then they have New Beginning in Hiroshima, which is taking place February 10th and 11th, also in New Japan World. And you Don't y'all got- want to watch the 30-minute uh, time limit draw? Oh, God, yeah, I forgot Don't about that. Don't y'all want to watch that? <laughs> yeah, the main event of if you can't take the hint, the um main event of the February eighth Cork and it was another time limit draw. I'm also foreshadowing. I would absolutely love if uh Sonata and Ibushi goes to a time limit draw sixty minutes. I want the chaos. And right then they now. run it back at Castle Attack as a no time limit match. Sixty two minutes. Uh, that'd be fucking amazing. But <laughs> I'm kidding, but 
Guess but, you wouldn't be watching it. Oh well, yeah, I ain't watching these road two matches anyway. Fuck that. Well, you're, well the tournament or the uh, actual I title matches, watch, but mm, sixty minutes, mm, girl. Mm. <laughs> but uh, we won't have to wait much longer after that for Morning Japan because Road to Castle Attack starts on that Monday. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's so many shows, man. <laughs> God bless y'all that watch all these Corkins because yeah, uh, I'm Jesus. like if y'all actually watch all of these. Bless your heart because I can't watch the same or basically the same tags over and over. I can't do it. Let's see, more airing, uh, Actress Girls, January 28th, airs on Nico Pro, February 9th. 2AW, January 31st, airs on Nico Pro, February 10th. Noah returns to the Budokan, February 12th. Oh, God. Uh, the first half is pay-per-view on Fight and Orabima. Second half is free on Wrestle Universe Orabima, which is all the title matches. Uh, TJPW airs live on Wrestle Universe, February 11th, which has uh, Miyu challenging for the uh, Princess of Princess title. Or Miyu Watanabe, I should say, since Miyu... Yeah, I was like, but, I got you. Uh, DT's Kawasaki Strong airs live on Rescue Universe February 13th. It has Endo defending the title against Akiyama. And, uh... Kento Gobashi gonna be in the building and everybody. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. If y'all haven't seen fucking Endo working out with him, it was fucking amazing. Those pictures were great. Oh, and it also has uh, Yukio Sakaguchi uh, challenging for the Universe title. I loved him fucking, like, murdering Noino at the press conference and stepping him on him. stepping on him was... that. <laughs> Yeah, that does a lot. <laughs> uh, then for a uh, Western shit, uh, Bloodsport airs on live on February 13th, which I said, I think it airs on the website. I'm not sure. That's what, yeah, I guess. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, Impact airs live February 13th on Impact Plus, and I think you don't fight too. And then NXT TakeOver airs live on February 14th on the network. Uh, weekly airings, uh, New Japan Strong, Friday 10, still happening. I don't know card announcement for this week. Impact, Tuesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, the Good Brothers are facing uh, Chris Saban and James Storm for the Impact World Tag Titles. ODB is facing Kimberly because ODB came back on the last week, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Swan and Tommy Dreamer are having a no surrender contract signing and getting Kira Hogan versus Nevaeh. And it's probably more, but... Uh, AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern on TNT. Darby Allin versus Joey Janela for the TNT title. That's not going to end, probably. No. Because ta- Team Taz is going to come out and attack him, probably. Uh, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. Women's Eliminator Tournament Round 1. Should be a really good match, I think. Should be good, yeah. Uh, probably Thunder wins, but it's nice to get Layla a little bit of time on TV I again. I am very glad that they've been using Layla a lot. I really hope that they end up signing her, at least. Because it's like, y'all using her all the damn time. Might as well. I do think she needs more reps on Dark, probably, or at least in general. Like in she does. Other places, she but, does. I know. But, but she's a good like, talent to have come up on the main roster every now and then and like lose to put over someone else until they eventually want to use something with her. <laughs> I mean, I like her. I think she's better than a lot of the women they have. But, but I'm just saying. like I, I get what you're saying, though. <clears throat> she is still pretty... Uh, I don't want to say green, but she's just new. Like yeah. she's, I think she's only been wrestling that. She hasn't been wrestling re- that long. Yeah. Like so. actual pro wrestling for yeah. So I get it, but whatever. But uh, we're getting Chris Jericho and MJF versus the Acclaimed, Cody wow. Rhodes versus Lee, and Lee Johnson versus Cesar Bonini and Peter Avalon, uh, Kenta and Kenny Omega versus John Moxley and uh, Lance Archer, right. and then uh, Pack versus Ryan Nemeth. Yeah. I wish it was against someone else, but we're going to pack singles match. I'll take that. Pac is also going to be on Dark. I forget who the hell he's facing, but you should just watch it because Pac is going to be on Dark. <laughs> That's the reason why I care about these stupid shows. Yeah, and then uh, I think I think the main event with Kenny and Kenta and Mox and Lance will be fun. I don't give a shit. Because it's, like it's a non-sanctioned or lights out, whatever they call it. It's like no DQ, false uh, count anywhere, I think. I so it's going to be just... Kenny's in it. I don't care. <laughs> 
But it's like before like that that main event uh, pack and then the women's title match. The only things announced were like the MJF Jericho shit, yeah. Cody shit, and, and then Darby, Darby and then yeah. like that was a very lackluster card until they finally started adding some we stuff. We were sitting there like this was obviously before all the Kenta like Kenta came out and stuff. We were just like, ooh, that doesn't sound good whatsoever. And like, I don't think I'd really want to watch the show next week. And then yeah, they end up doing that. So it'll probably be <laughs> fine. Uh, see, NXT uh, Wednesday at eight. Uh, only three matches I saw, and they're all for the That's Dusty Classic. It too. No, they'll probably have some little random some more, match. Yeah. They'll probably have like Zaya. Zia, Zia. Oh yeah, Lee. I forgot Zaya's new group or was well, not her group. It's like they, they had a pretty like interesting promo video. I saw them post on like their on, um, on Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. At least they're finally doing someone's Zia Lee, yeah, so there's yeah, that. that's true. I'm just like, can and y'all put them on TV a little more? If it stops her from doing that fucking spicy girl shit. You, I hate, I hate that hate so that much. I so much. And people fucking, oh, people love it. I'm just like, why? It's so cringy. Well, it's like when fucking uh, Carl Fredericks kept him calling, calling himself Spicy Carl, too. I'm like, it's... Anyway. Uh, like I'm saying, NXT Wednesday at 8. Um, Dusty Rhodes Classic. Semi-final, uh, Grizzly Young Vets versus Ciampa and Thatcher. And then uh, other classic... Semi-final, uh, MSK versus Legato, Del Fantasma. Winners of those two matches face each other. I can see there's multiple ways they could do it. It's going to be a heel versus I, face team. Yeah, I, I'm, pretty much, I'm pretty much sold on MSK winning. Yeah, I think it really match. depends on how far they want to push MSK. I mean, it would be the most NXT thing ever for Ciampa and Thatcher to win the tournament since they're right. fucking they makeshift tag team. Exactly. I was about to bring up because it's like you had Finn Balor and fucking Samoa Joe win the other, like, like, was that the first year? That was first year, yeah, Okay, so he had that. I don't remember any of the others. Didn't oh, Officer yeah. Ricochet win? Yes. Yeah, because they faced War Raiders. Yeah. And yeah, because yeah, they faced War Raiders at the um, takeover when we were in New York. Yeah, and then they faced, oh, then they debuted a Mania in, like, yeah. I think it's SmackDown tag titles Whatever. match. But anyway, but yeah, it'd be the most NXT thing ever for them just to have a makeshift tag team win the shit. Especially when they haven't been pushing Thatcher at all, and now they're suddenly going to start pushing him. Thatcher's just the guy for the fight pit matches, so it's like, yeah, whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, I'd more, like than, more than likely, win. it's yeah, I'd like to see MSK win, but I don't think they're going to win. No. I think it's going to be uh, Phantasm's group versus Trump and Thatcher, probably. Mm, I still go MSK. I, mean, I just could... don't know about the top one, because if you want to, like, face versus heel, it's going to have to be Grizzled Young Vets. But then it's like... No. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have to do it, but it's just, yeah, it's just the way that, you know, they always have to book to have face heel most of the time. Yeah, and, oh, while we're talking about this, I do want to say congratulations to DJZ for his uh, daughter, just being born. I think it was his daughter. I know he just oh, had a kid. Oh, shit, I didn't know. Or Joaquin Wild, whatever the name is now, but, whatever. yeah, I was very, I, just, I saw that on Twitter a couple it's days, or w, a week ago, so. It's my WV alum, let's go. That's but, such, a, that's such a weird fact. I remember when I first saw that, I was like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> It's like he went to WVU, like okay. Well, it's like I remember we were, uh, I think it was when we were at WVU. Um, they had uh, an Impact show in the Coliseum, and I think he was on it when yeah, it was still I an was Impact. Like, what? <laughs> oh, something. But anyway, um, other last uh, Dusty Classic match, his semifinal. It's uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell. Winners of this face uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Ra- so, or Raquel. Ember and so it's Ember and Shotzi, yeah, yeah. and Shotzi pushed. Sad, so because I'm like. I'd rather have Candice and Indy in the finals than Dakota and Raquel, but that's because I don't like Raquel. So. Yeah. I don't think the match is going to be very good regardless anyway. It's going to be reg- good whoever fuck events anyway, so I haven't seen a, like I haven't seen enough of Indy to be able to make an opinion on her, to be honest. Indy 
from what I see, still needs a bit of work in ring, but she she's not bad. She's just yeah, she she needs a little bit more work. And Candace is like underwhelming me like every NXT Can- match yeah, I've Candace seen of hers. Has been unfortunately just I don't think she's bad or anything. She's underwhelming. And I don't really blame her for most of that. It's just some of the stuff that they've given her, and I'm just like, yeah. But we don't talk. We'll see about that, I guess. And then um, MLW only two matches announced this week: Wednesday eight, the uh, double title match as I mentioned before, and ACH versus Brian Pillman Jr. ACH beat the shit out of him, please. But uh, that's it for all the airing. So let's get into the one wrestling roundup. Talk about all the wrestling we've watched this week, other than the main topic. Uh, let's see, start off with AEW from February third. Uh, Overall, that was a pretty good show. Like, I don't think there's anything like, outright bad on it or anything compared to some other times we watch AEW and I hate some stuff. But I don't think anything was particularly that bad. Uh, first match was the tag team battle royale. I think it was fine. I uh, continued some of the stories, and I did like that it had both the acclaimed and top flight last till the end, so it kind of gives some shine to your younger tag teams. I do not like the winners of MJF and Jericho at all, Absolutely. but it's kind of what I expect it to be, so it is what it is, I guess, but... I was just more so disappointed that Jericho was the one to get the actual win. I would have been a little less disappointed if MJF actually, like, took one of them over the top rope, but no, just old-ass, uh, you know, COVID-ass well, didn't, Jericho. Um, didn't Sammy cost MJF, like, make yeah. him lose? So that's that kind of the main the, point. That was the good thing. Continue that story. So, there's that, I And guess. even later, later on the show, they had a whole thing with Jericho and Sammy throwing, like, Sammy throwing oh, a fit and then arguing. And then Sammy ran off. Jericho went to go, like, talk to him. And then MJF was just like, oh, let's talk. So it seems like he's scheming with the rest of the uh, Inner Circle guys, potentially to kick Sammy out, I guess. Meh. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen, like, four weeks from now instead of, because this whole them imploding things been taking like five years pretty much let's see next bit uh i cannot wait for the sting and darby shit to end like they do the exact same thing every week just have both of them walk out and do a little talk thing and have team taz like i love team taz promos because they're they just have taz and fucking ricky starks talk and they're both great talkers but i just they're doing the exact same thing every week and it's just exhausting at this point it's like sting gets all his blah 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 and darby says his little edgy shit they brawl sometimes, you know. Yeah, but yeah, Taz and Ricky pretty much saved the shit. Yeah, and me. it's like they just need to move on and just do whatever is in game. And but we still got a whole fucking month of this because the pay per view is not till fucking March. I know, I know, I know. And I, I, know. I doubt they're gonna reinvent the wheel and actually do anything different. They're just gonna keep trotting out Sting every week and just have him cut his little promos. And I'm like this nostalgia shit. God, I can't. And Darby the, the, just doesn't do anything. Like he's barely the, wrestling. I mean, obviously he's wrestling this week, but. Yeah, honestly, this, I think they're killing Darby's run right now. Honestly. I was actually going to say that. Like, Cody's had a much better run. Yeah, like... But that's because he's actually either, you know, defended each week or every other week. It's like... It feels like Darby's title run is just here to be Sting's buddy. That's it. Pretty much. And like, like I, I think Sting it, overshadows him just pretty much. because of Sting. And it's like, I think the cage match was alright. Uh, yeah, not being a cage fan, yes. And this Janelle match is going to suck. He's They're gonna... just going to do stupid spots. That's literally all it's going to fucking be. Just because they both are two people that just do whatever. So, But they either need to get that belt off Darby or they need to fucking get Sting away from him. Like, yeah. I know, like It makes sense to pair him up with Sting, obviously, face paint, all that nonsense. But the way they're going about it is just like, they don't, it feels like they don't know like what to do with him. They're Pretty like, much. They got like, him and they were like, oh. Oh, we have Sting. Oh, okay, I guess oh, we're going to oh, throw oh. him one every week and just have him talk. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, see, uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't really paying attention to the women's match since half the fucking thing was picture-in-picture, and I'm not watching a picture-in-picture match. But I thought what I saw was decent, and 
I really like the finish with Thunder, like, getting thrown into the exposed turnbuckle face first. And then she got knocked out to the ref called it after the lockjaw got laid in. And I'm assuming these two are going to meet up in the tournament and Thunder's going to get her win back, potentially. But, yeah, I thought the finish was at least pretty good. I didn't care for it, but it is a bread match. I don't really yeah. care for him half the time. It's fine. It's, it's one of the better AEW women's matches because they actually got more in two seconds of time. Yeah, so, so they actually got a game a lot of time. Brit always gets some time unless she's facing, like, some random jobber. But, you yeah. Know. I thought the wedding segment was actually pretty good. Uh, like, obviously, mm-hmm. it was goofy because it's a wedding segment and it's wrestling. But I liked how they played up the whole, the, like, the usual shit since Miro has already been involved in a wedding segment, Dota E, so they kind of played off that. I think someone pointed out even more, like, the same, like, shit, shit yeah. he was wearing it during the Lana and Roman shit. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty good. And the fact that it was basically, it was actually a legit wedding. Like, they actually were, were getting married was very nice. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they actually got to say their vows. So it was like, oh, okay, yay, they're actually married, yay. And, yeah, it it was fine. I thought, oh, I got some laughs out of it, so. Yeah, it's, I've seen a mixed review of this, but. I know some people don't like it, but. I think they did it better than WWE because WWE just throws it away as soon as they fucking come out. And I'm like, okay, well, woohoo. I don't think they needed to, like, hype this up for, like, two months. No. I, I think that's probably the no. problem with it. God, fuck no. I can didn't. see why people are mad on that respect. They, they, that they're building this up do. forever. And then, like, the only angle was, like, oh, there's continuing the best friends and Kip that, and Miro shit. Which they've I been doing understand. this entire time. Yeah. So, I, I don't get know. that complaint. But, uh. Oh. <laughs> I could not tell you a goddamn thing about this fucking uh, Hangman tag match. Like, I just really have no interest in whatever they're doing with him right now. Which is a shame. Which, like, now that it's shifted from the Dark Order into this Matt Hardy bullshit, I just stopped comparing completely. Like, I'll check back in with Hangman once they're actually doing something with him. But right now, it's like, just make him the Dark Order leader or something. It really sucks because Hangman should legit be doing something of substance instead of just whatever. Like you say, he legit should just be the Dark Order's leader. I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to do here. I don't know. All I can say though is like, it's stupid. The, the sooner uh, like uh, actual fans come back, like once full crowd, it's the better for him. Because part of what his appeal was that he was so fucking over with the fans. Yeah. I think he's good anyway, but it's just like that's definitely a part of his character that he's missing throughout of all of COVID. And now they just have him in like some weird holding pattern. I don't know what they're doing with him. Let's see. Uh, Lumberjack match was whatever. I kind of stopped carrying. Or, I mean, I kind of tuned out up dirt, like, oh, yeah. to the point, I couldn't even see Bear Country debuted. Yeah. That was like, I was like, oh, shit, Bear Country. I was like, oh, okay. Well. But, I don't know, it seems fine. And uh, I think the main event was pretty fun. Like, I love Pack and Fenix as a tag team. Would love to see more that more often while Penta's out. Uh, Fenix was truly, like, the highlight of the match. And I think it's worth checking out the, the match just for his performance alone. Phoenix has been awesome. Oh, he's been awesome this he's year. He's been great. Yeah, him and Pac teaming up are, like, is always good. They're always great. I think Mox wasn't that good in this match, but Mox he was also was not very good. He was also wrestling in fucking sweats. <laughs> Mox was not very good in this, and let's not talk about the uh, GTS that he took from Kenta. I don't even doubt, like I don't know whose fault that was, but that was like the ugliest fucking go to sleep I've, I've ever fucking seen. I legit don't know whose fault that was because it was just bad. I didn't notice it at first until I looked at gifts, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, I think part of it is just the way Mox like took the bump. Yeah, because he the took bump it, looked really strange. He took it like people in fucking Dodo. He took CM Punk's go to sleep. <gasps> That's exactly what it Disgusting. looked like. So, yeah, it might have just been fucking Mox just defaulting to that. I don't know, but I think he also, like, Kenta just struggled to, like, lift him up. Yeah, he did. I, I too. can tell he was struggling a little bit. But it's like, but combination of both those things just did not look good. So no. hopefully th- when they do it in the actual match, it it's a little bit better. It looks a little cleaner than that. 
What I'm interested in is who the fuck eats the pin here. In this in the, in, well, in the, well, in the tag match that's coming. Lance? The good thing about this, though, like for like an AEW respect is, it's non-sanctioned. Or like that, whatever. So it doesn't count towards honest. the record. But Fans are going to care regardless. So I'm but. assuming Lance is there to eat the fall. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. Because it's like you can't. You don't want. You're not gonna get Kenny pinned. Kenny's not gonna get pinned. Kenta shouldn't get pinned. It's his first week on. Kenta's here. not gonna get pinned. So if anyone gets, like, it's gonna be Mox or Lance who gets pinned. Yeah. And Mox only. It just depends on if. Um, it could be Mox just because yeah, it's not sanctioned. So. And if Kenta uses to heat up the title match. Yeah. Or unless you're gonna, if they are gonna pivot into Kenny and um, Mox at Revolution, which I still think might be their plan, they can have Mox pin Kenny here, and then that's how they set up the match. Because then Kenny, because then Kenny can always brag he's like, "Oh, you beat me in a non-sanctioned match, so it doesn't count." Kind of bullshit. I don't want to do it again. So we'll see how that goes. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> uh, next bit, something I just me watch. Uh, Stardom, January thirtieth. It was their uh, last big show, really before um, I think it was like an anniversary show or something like that. Ten- yeah, was it their tenth or something? Something like that, yeah. But I had uh, Mayu versus uh, Saki Hashima, and I thought that was a little disappointing, but it kind of worked for the story, like. Saki saying before the match she wanted a fair fight and then resorted to cheating anyway because she knew she couldn't beat Mayu, so that was a nice little story, but just watching the match, it wasn't a whole lot for me. After the match, uh, Kid and Tam both challenging Julia was kind of awkward actually watching it, and it's even more awkward now that they're already setting up Julia and, and Tam officially. Uh, tag title match was whatever, but it's kind of hard to care. I forgot, it was like Himika and uh, Natsumi challenging uh, B and Konami, it was whatever, and then... Uh, main event was an SWA title match with uh, Momo challenging. That was pretty good, but I never really got into it fully. Maybe it's just kind of like my overall malaise on stardom currently, but yeah, that, ma- that title match didn't do a whole lot for me. But show that did a whole lot for me was the Chris Brooks Produce 2 from uh, February 7th. It's actually up on uh, Universe now. I know it, the VOD was, it, like, I think they took a day to put it back up officially. But uh, yeah, this match this, this is just a great show. It's fun, easy to watch. Just like the first one. Uh, last one had Shunma and Drew, which I thought was legitimately a great match. I don't think anything on the show reached those heights, but it was still fun as hell, and I can't wait for the third one. Um, opener was uh, Shunma and Oena facing Miyu and Chris. I thought that fucking rolled. Mm-hmm. Miyu and Chris were like, kind of surprisingly a great team. Don't touch her chin. Oh, I love that. She was so pissed off, and like the pre, like they did a little pre-match pre, like Don't promos. Don't touch my chin. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Good. And then of course they fucking went after her chin, so that was fucking. It was like great. the first thing they did. I was like, you guys are such assholes. That was a fun match. Yeah, though. that was awesome match. Probably my favorite match of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, second match was uh, Hyper Masao versus Mecha Mummy, and it was fucking hilarious. I loved every minute of it. They they did really great with that. That was fucking great. Uh, I I really enjoyed that one too. I love the finish with them, like, both short-circuiting because uh, Masao put on tech and became, like, hype me- mecha palm or something like that. Something like that. Fuck. But, yeah, like, they both got water dumped on, the, or they both dumped water on each other and short-circuited, so it went to a no, or a no contest or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I thought the main event was some good shit, too, uh, with uh, Takashita and Balianaki from uh, Gotta Move. Uh, don't think it lived up to uh, my expectations, but I still liked it as a whole. Uh, DC needs to book my boy Aki, though. Well, everyone mm-hmm. should book him because he's I awesome. Agree. But I think he'd be an awesome fit for DDT, and like I've. I think re- he'd do really well just because of his experience in Chaco Pro and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah. he'd be really awesome. But overall, I definitely recommend checking out the Chris Brooks show. Yeah, great short show. Uh, stuff afterwards, I think with all of them talking was. Oh yeah, <laughs> was I love the little um, 
Shunma Catboy. Oh, yeah, I love Shunma saying bye yeah. by saying yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I said before uh, you talk about the last show, I think we got some breaking news here. Uh, what's the deal here? Okay, well, this is like the one time I'm actually seeing them post shit just because I was looking at my phone. Um, It looks like GCW is going to run the collective again. Um, looks like April 9th and 10th at the Cuban Club in Tampa, Florida. Oh, God. I think that's where they were going to run last time. Oh, God. Why are they doing that? Oh, no. No, sweetie. Um, it, At the bottom, I don't know if these are going to be the shows they're going to run, but they have listed Jimmy Lloyd's D-Generation F, which he did at previous collective. Um, they're going to do the Acid Cup again. Uh, Janela Spring Break, For the Culture, Bloodsport. Oh, Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. <laughs> Effie's big gay brunch. Uh, Planet Death. Actually, these look like promotions here. Yeah, so Planet Death. I don't know what this one says. Unsanctioned, I think. They're going to have that VXS and No Peace Underground. So. Oh, I think it says no, like the oh, Collective fuck. Remix. Yeah, it's the Collective Remix. So that's interesting. Yeah, I was looking at it. Yeah, I think it's like unsync. Okay. Something, yeah. But uh, why the fuck are they running Bloodsport in February then if they're going to run it in April? That's why I was like, wait, I hope this isn't like a show that they're going to have because why? Why? That's why I assume so. Yeah. I guess like you could have more people for it, for the collective. I got true, I guess. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that um, they said they were going to make an announcement like today. So Yeah, he said, like Brett said something an hour ago. So there we go. Yeah, so here's breaking news. <laughs> but uh, let's finish up the roundup here with my last show I want to talk about. Well, it's really only two matches uh, from uh, Noah's January 31st show, the show we talked about last week's episode, but we didn't get to fi- watch the final two matches since it was be being done for me, but I got them, so cover them real quick. Um, I thought the Congo M's Alliance match uh, in the semi-main event was some good shit. Uh, nothing must see, in my opinion, but it was some it was some good build for Keno and Finaki. Uh, main takeaway is please, Soya, don't dye your hair, your beard red again, for the love of God. <laughs> the hair is fine, but throwing it in the beard, too, to be red, it just, it just looks bad, my guy. Like, oh, my God. And uh, I'd also love to see uh, Tanaka, or Masada Tanaka, face Keno down the road. But uh, no way that happens with Tanaka being 0-1 champ unless it's going to go to the fucking uh, time limit draw or something. But, yeah, those are kind of my main takeaways from that semi-main. And then my main takeaway on the main event is pretty similar to what I said about it on last week's pod. The finish was a great way to throw some doubt on the finish of the main event in Budokan. The way it end, like the way it ended, honestly, Go should for sure beat Mudo. Now that I wa- like actually watched the match myself, I still think Mudo is winning though. But there was some uh, plenty of good shit in this match. Uh, I feel pretty good about my opinion that Harada and Seiki is gonna be match of the night for that show. I cannot wait for that match. It's gonna be great, and they showed off a lot in this match. And also, Seiki needs a haircut. <laughs> like, his yes. hair is so long now. Oh, my God. He need, he needs a trim at least because this is <clears throat> too much. But that is it for the roundup. Let's get into the uh, main topic of the show, and it's going to be a Dragon Gate's Cork and Hall show from February 5th. Uh show kicked off with some uh, Team Boku banner. Uh, we weren't watching the English commentary, so I uh, got no real idea what they said. So if you want to, if you care to check out, check that out, uh, check out the English commentary. Jay does a great job. Uh, first match was uh, Team Boku, uh, Ryo Saito, Bokutomo Dragon, and Punch Tobinaga defeating Ultimo Dragon, Don Fuji, and Gamma in 927. And just a really fun opening tag. Uh, I really love the shit with, between uh, Punch and Don Fuji. Like, Fuji was just awesome in this. Like, 
he had this awesome looking uh, side headlock from like the middle rope. That's fucking sick. And uh, but then we got uh, Boktimo and Ultimo in. And that's where the real action started. Both guys were just playing up to the crowd and then immediately tagged out before they even did a single move on each other. Smart. <laughs> just great easy. stuff, man. And, uh, but yeah, honestly, other than like Bokutomo Ultimo antics, Fuji was like my favorite guy in the match. But I did love like the Team Boku tag team moves in the finish sequence with uh, Bokutomo launching like launching punch, punch his head into Gamma and then Saito doing like the little bunny hop off the top rope and then following up with like a body slam on uh, Gamma. But yeah, overall, it's a really fun match. Yeah, pretty much just echoing your sentiments here. Um, just really fun opener. Uh, Dragon Gate usually does a really good job with that anyway. But yeah, Bukatimo and Ultimo, I need the singles match like right now. <laughs> that crowd was so behind Ultimo. Bukatimo was just kind of like, well, okay, then bye, guys, whatever. So yeah, not much really else to add there. But yeah, just a really fun opener. Uh, second match was uh, Keisuke Okuda and Yosuke Santa Maria defeating Genki Horiguchi and Kenichiro Arai in 801. I got really confused for a minute when Genki's music started playing. I, <laughs> I thought we were getting the fucking natural vibes dance tonight, but then I remembered that's later in the show, and Genki was teaming up with Arkan here, so no sense to do the natural vibes music. But uh decent little match. Uh, not much to say about it, really, but I did like uh, Arakan picking a fight with Okuda early on, and uh, Genki and Okuda like, actually worked pretty well together. I wouldn't mind if, like, another Genki uh, Brave Gate challenge this year like we got last year, but I kind of doubt that's going to happen. But also Maria selling of that, like, Tornado DDT from Genki was fucking awesome. I will, like, that was, like, my favorite part of the match, honestly. But, yeah, it's like a decent little match. Not much to say about it. I was going to say not much to say, but honestly, I I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's really it. <laughs> Let's see. After the match, Hyo came out and attacked Okuda. Finally, Hyo getting some shine and potentially a title shot. I don't think they've actually made that an, like official, but uh, we all know SBK is like the new hotness. Everyone loves him, but I love them giving uh, Ishida and Yo both something too right yes. now. Uh, next match was uh, R.E.D. Kaito Ishida, Kazuma Sakamoto, Diamante, and Hip Hop Kikuda defeating Masquerade, Shun Skywalker, Kota Minora, and Jason Lee, and La Estrella in 827. And these Masquerade tags are always fun as hell. Like I- I'm always happy to see one of these. Like a large part of it is just like all the crazy shit Estrella does. And at the start, Diamante was just an excellent base for him. Diamante was really fucking good in this match. He was really good. He was going fucking crazy during this match. Everyone was, really, but especially those two were fucking... <laughs> See, uh, mid-match, Masquerade hit it like a fucking crazy dive. I, th- I think it was Estrella and Jason that did it. Where, I think so. Where they just dived so far, they even took out the barricade. <laughs> but uh, overall, it's just an awesome sprint with the- them just throwing move after move. like just any- Everything they could think of at each other. Like, I think the only time they ever really did stop moving was when they hit that dive and they were all like laying out. Yeah. But even then, you had some guys in the ring while the others were all laid out. So, just balls to the wall the entire match. And uh, final stretch of the match with Shun and Kaito leading into Jason taking the fall. Great stuff. I was going to say, um, probably going to say like a hundred times, maybe a thousand times. But Estrella is probably like one of the very best rookies. And I don't, I don't know if anyone's really going to be able to touch him, but... The dude's just fucking insane. Like, he does not shy away from trying new things, even if they don't work out, which for the most part they do. So, always a good thing. But, yeah, this match was just basically nonstop from start to end. So, definitely enjoyed it. It was just fucking awesome. Um, I like Shun and uh, uh, Ishida with their little, they got a little bit of time. So, got a nice little preview of their uh, singles match coming up. 
When is it? Is it next month? March 6th, I think. Okay, I thought so. But yeah, overall, just awesome match. Yeah, that Kaito and Shun match is going to be fucking sick. I cannot wait for that. I'm so excited. And that's again, my boy. That show has um, BB and Kai facing uh, Yoshida and Mochi, too, on it. Like, that show is going to be fucking awesome. Oh, no, I got a bad feeling. <laughs> uh, speaking of them, uh, next match is R.E.D. Uh, 8 uh, BB and BB Hulk defeating Masaki Majizuki and Takashi Yoshida in 906. And this is our first time seeing the new Yoshida yeah. <laughs> since uh, we never got around to watching that doubleheader. And uh, it was definitely a big change of face from uh, R.E.D. Yoshida. I pretty much think there's no chance that Mochi and Yoshida win the titles. Like, clearly it's still Yamato getting revenge on Kai and Yamato just pinning Hulk over the weekend. Like, with Yamato just pinning yeah. Hulk over the weekend. So, I definitely think we're getting Yamato and Dragon Kid challenging for the Twin Gate sooner rather than later. But I'm enjoying this little diversion with Mochi and Yoshida. Like, Yoshida is so fucking cute at the beginning of the... Before the match, like, doing his little promo. He's so cute. <laughs> I, I love, love that shit. <laughs> but, uh, the match itself was decent. Just, uh... I really enjoyed seeing Yoshida work as a face since my entire time of watching Dragon Gate, he's been in R.E.D. And the only time I've really seen him other than that is that year he was in Champion Carnival. And that was like 2019, and that was R.E.D. Yoshida still too. So I don't know if he's worked a face in Dragon Gate before. Maybe he probably, probably has. Like, mm. Dragon Gate's kind of, you flop allegiances like pretty often. But yeah, um, it was cool seeing Yoshida as a face, really. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was pretty much the best part of everything here was just seeing him work as a face. He does so well with Mochi, and yeah, the, the match itself was fine. It was, it was serviceable, but yeah, definitely a highlight was seeing um, Yoshida as a face. Kind of curious what they end up doing with Ada, and if they do anything with him anytime soon, because he kind of feels like he's just there. I know, it's kind of weird, because it literally feels like everyone else at least has kind of something and Ada's just like okay I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna show up um, yeah I'm like <laughs> I don't see any real place for him right now that's the thing yeah I don't I don't see anything I'm sure he'll have a run in um King of Gate but I doubt he's gonna win it so mm-hmm. we'll see I guess or he'll just get kicked out of R.E.D. <laughs> yeah that, that's probably coming so yeah I still think that's coming it's just when yeah but uh, next match, uh, Natural Vibes, uh, KZ, Susumu Yokosuka, and UT defeating Shuji Kondo, Benkei, and Kagator in 13-11. And you cannot, I cannot tell you how happy I was to finally hear that music and see that dance again, man. But apparently they're fucking getting a new song. I saw that on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, so, so what? My they, heart my they might just be broken. They might just be re-recording it. Probably. But uh, either way, I uh, had the biggest smile on my face watching that entrance. Like, I just love Natural Vibes so much. But yeah, Susumu is still out here being like, the laziest dancer imaginable. But UT was really getting it. Like he was, he was definitely in, in on this vibe. But uh, I can't wait for Kamei to come back, and so we can get like the full squad out there. I don't know how I feel about clean shaven Ben though. He looked good. It's fine. It's fine. But I don't know. I'm just not he used to it. Good. This was another Ben that you know, just just another version of Ben that comes out of nowhere. But uh, match was good. But I was really just here for one thing and one thing only, and it was the dance. So I left happy. A lot of it was just like Ben's side, just killing UT, including Kondo, just yeeting him over his shoulder. And uh, then late in the match, UT made Ben run himself into the ring post with his nasty bump and then hit this beautiful DT on Kondo, giving KZ the opportunity to tap out Kakatora for the win. But yeah, overall, pretty solid match, but, you know, I was here for the dance. That's what I was here. I think that's what most people were here for anyway, so if it's not, then you're just lying to yourself. But <laughs> um, the match itself, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Ben looks like a completely different person again. Back to, like, black-haired, no facial-haired. He's not, like, leather-skinned. Um, 
Oh, we didn't. Oh, wait. I want to talk about UT's hair. Yeah. His hair was so fucking cool with the fucking stars with the colors of natural vibes. I was like, that's so fucking sick. Oh, of course, the dance and all that was really fucking awesome. So, yeah, just a lot to like here, I guess. Uh, next match, or should I say two matches? Uh, yeah. uh, Yamato and Dragon Kid defeating R.E.D., Kai, and Despi Kento by DQ <clears throat> in 125. And Kai is such a fucking weirdo, man. <laughs> SBK was coming out, and like all I could fucking pay attention to was Kai making the weirdest fucking face in like the background. But uh, anyway, uh, match started off with him and Yamato going at it. Uh, Yamato nearly got DQ'd himself because he just kept trying to punch Kai in the face, and the ref was trying to stop him from doing it. But then the match ended anyway via DQ right after that once Dragon Kid got unmasked by SBK. Let's just talk about them together. So Yeah, I was going to say, there's not much more really to say. Because... But... Match pretty much started right after that again. But this time, uh, Yamato and Dragon Kid actually defeated R.E.D., uh, Kai, and Kento in two and a half minutes. Uh, the match started... like the, uh, They started the match back up after the EQ. Red all ran in and attacked Dragon Kid. Kai and Yamato fought for a bit. And, like Both of them took this nasty bump on the outside over the top rope. But the match ended with uh, Dragon Kid giving SP Kento his first pinfall loss since joining R.E.D. after Yamato hit him with a big boot. And uh, afterwards, we had uh, Kai and Yamato continuing to go at it, and Dragon Kid challenging SBK to a singles match. I'll talk about what else happened after that, but as far as like all the that stuff, uh, what do you think about the match and all the antics? I was gonna say, was there really even much of a match? <laughs> like, yeah, not really. yeah, I was gonna say, literally combined, it's like, what is it, like four minutes, three minutes, whatever. But yeah, I'm like, matches. I was gonna mm-hmm. say I, I do like that the, the match was like only like like to combine only like four minutes oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. nice fresh change of pace and it was really just there as an angle to set which up is, like yeah, two cool. singles matches for the next cool in with uh, Yamato facing Kai and Dragon Kid facing Espy Kento and uh, definitely liking those angles though yeah so like I like how they did this you don't have to have like a fucking like twenty minute match to set up an angle like I'm fine with them just doing it this That's way true. and it makes more sense with fucking Red. To do Absolutely, it this way. yeah, yeah, it does, it does. Instead of, like you said, having the long epic match just for them to, you know, have like this twenty-minute <laughs> promo afterwards. Um, but yeah, I thought it, it served its purpose, so you can't really, can't really ask more than that. But then once uh, Red uh, went backstage, we got another big angle. We got the formation of a new unit featuring uh, Yamato, Kid, Ben, and Okuda, because uh, Yamato and Ken, or Yamato and Dragon Kid. Or basically, Amado told Kid, it's like, oh, let's form yeah. a unit together. But Dragon Kid was like, oh, we can't be a unit. It's just two of us. We're just really a tag team. And then out came uh, Benske to come out and ask to join the unit. So got four big boys all together. Um, I think they're going to announce the name at the next Cork and All show of the unit. I think they're going to wait till then. But either way, I'm I'm super fucking hyped for this unit. It's going to be awesome. I'm, obviously, uh, Yamada is going to be the leader of the unit. Mm. But so it's kind of interesting to see Ben not be a leader. I kind of expected when new it units formed, weird. I figured Ben would be the leader of a new faction. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's probably better for Ben not to be the leader. Mm. Just because he's not that the best on on the mic. So having a guy like Yamato and Dragon Kid there with him to kind of carry things is a good thing. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's definitely gonna be a good unit. I'm curious what the name's gonna be. Oh uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see. But I'm. Still, we're still in store for some more uh, unit shakeup, I think. So, oh yeah, definitely strap in for that. Yeah, I think this is just the beginning of stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, that was really fun. Uh, 
Cork and All Show for Dragon Gate. I, I enjoyed watching the easy watch. I was going to say, yeah. It's like an hour and a half if you skip the... If you um, skip, I think, like, the first portion was, like, about 15 minutes. Yeah, something so like that. So you could at least skip that. So, yeah, it cuts you down to, like, 145, 146, something like that. Yeah, so it's a pretty easy show. So definitely uh, uh, check it out if you're a Dragon Gate fan. Mm. But that's it for the week. For matches of the week, uh, probably my favorite match of the week was um, the R.E.D. Uh, Masquerade yes. uh, multi-man match. Yep. Second would probably be uh, Brooks and Yamashita versus Ueno and Shunma from the DDT um, Chris Brooks produce. And my third would either be the Dynamite Tag the main event or the uh, Misao and uh, Mecha Mummy <laughs> shit. That was probably like, no, the Mecha Mummy and Misao shit is probably like my third. Yeah, that was fun as fuck. Third. I love that shit. I'll put Pac for honor, honorary, um, like honorable mention just because Pac. Well, Pac and, Pac Phoenix. and Phoenix. Yeah, they, they were both great there in that. There you go. No one else gets any mention. I think Carl's pretty good in that tag. Especially, I think he started off the match for them. But anyway, we already talked about it, so I won't say any more about it. But that's it for us this week. Uh, next week, we'll be discussing a whole lot. Our main to- topics will be New Japan's doubleheader, uh, New Beginning in Hiroshima, Noah's return to the Budokan, and DT's Kawasaki Strong. Plus, talking about whatever else we decide to watch, because there's a lot going on. I mean, there's NXT, Bloodsport, Impact, it might be a TJP. Uh, there's probably more shit I'm forgetting. It's going to be quite a lengthy show. Thank goodness we have off Monday, because so, sure. we're probably going to have to catch up in at least one show Monday. <laughs> But yeah, we'll mostly be talking about New Beginning and Noah and DT. At least for Noah, we're only going to be talking about half the show because I'm not paying for that shit. Thank God. So we're just going to be talking about title matches for that. But probably the show I'm most excited about. It probably still is the show I'm most excited about, honestly. That or Kawasaki Strong just because. Yeah, I'm probably going at least like, I don't want to say I'm excited for Noah just in case they piss me off because they probably will. Um, I think I am a little bit more excited for Noah just because it feels like the much bigger show. But definitely still excited for a DDT show, too. Well, of those three shows, before we get out of here, let me let me throw this question to you. What do you think is going to be the best match of this week? Ooh. So, New, <sighs> New Japan has Hiromu show. Fuck, you know that. You it know has Hiromu. Ibushi Sonata. No. It has the uh, Never Six-Man tag title match with uh, J and G.O.D. versus be, Ishii. Oh, well, never mind. It's, Ishi Goto and Yoshihashi. So that's that's probably be really it good. It should be fun. I will I'll reserve my good status for that. We got Tigers versus God. That's pretty good in uh, Rust Kingdom. I don't think it's, or at least it was pretty good. It wasn't yeah, anything G-O-D crazy. Yeah, God got fucking two title matches. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy, but it makes sense. But anyway, I yeah. think that's it. I, I know there's Bushi and Wate, but that's like an opener match. So it's it, I'm just trying to think of what was established. If they want to go crazy, go go crazy. But I don't see it right now. Uh, Noah's has like four title matches and the uh, Noah the generational tag. So we got Mudo and Go. That's oh, obviously gonna be match of the night. No, <laughs> we got uh, a <laughs> only match of the night when Go beats that fucking old man's ass. Got Harada and Seiki for the junior title. I I want it to be good. <sighs> got the generational tag with Kaito and Inamura facing Akiyama and Marfuji. That, sh- that should be good. Should be good. Got the junior tag title match, a Stinger versus Sugira Gun. I and don't know. yes, their fifth match. No, that's it, I think. Wait. There another title match. I'm forget- national title, Finaki yeah, and I Keno. Like, I forgot Are about you that. Keno? Oh my god. And then uh, DT, you got Ueno and uh, Sakaguchi I, I'll for the put that one Universal. And you got Akiyama and Endo. I'm definitely putting Ueno and Sakaguchi up there. Endo and Akiyama. 
I'm not gonna put anything on it yet because because I wasn't a big fan of Takashita and Akiyama, so I really liked Dendo and uh, Akiyama's match in like, Cork and Hall, but yeah. that was like 15 minutes, so yeah, I was like, that, it's definitely gonna be longer gonna than be this. This is gonna be a little bit longer, so okay. I'll put that one in there, maybe. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna be wrong, but I'm gonna say. Don't you judge. I think the match of the week for me, at least, like for what I like in wrestling, I think it's gonna be Ueno and Takaguchi. See. I, I said that. I was saying that was probably like my top one right now. I think that's gonna be better than Endo and Akiyama. I think it will be. I probably oh like. Oh God! Bo- now we're gonna. We'll curse we'll, this we'll, shit. we'll see. I'm, I'm probably gonna like both anyway. Noah, I think Harada and Seiki is gonna be the match of the night. Same. Let them potentially just go. the potentially the the generational tag. That should be good. I have no I hope in this fucking junior tag title match. Fucking either. I barely have any hope in that. Yeah. Keno and Funaki has potential. Has potential. I'm just trying to see like what fucked up way <laughs> is gonna end because you know. <laughs> uh. Keno. Um, why did I say Keno? I meant fucking go and. Go Muda. I've got no idea one and then. God. God. I've got no. Pl- I've. I've I got no like, expectations for the fucking New Japan stuff. We'll just I was have gonna to say see. I. I think, we'll, I think we'll get some good matches. Promo just... and show will be serviceable. People will probably overrate it compared to me. Even though, you know, I love Hiromu, but people are probably going to overrate that. I already feel it coming. Probably. People are going to think Ibushi and Sonata is probably terrible because it's Sonata. And they're probably <laughs> going to be wrong. <laughs> but I don't really have a take on that one. I don't really care that much. If we're just talking about New Japan, I think... Probably, I what? think a Roman show will probably be the better match, though. I think Maybe? the I think the I think best the tag match. Might that's be. what I'm saying. I think either Hiromu and Show or the tag title match is going to be the say, best I, match I'm going, of the yeah, weekend. Tag match will probably be yeah. I'd go tag match. But okay, <laughs> we're actually going to get out of here now. So <laughs> hope you enjoyed our little quick predictions here. But uh, that's it. Uh, if you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Taking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPR underscore. That's it for us this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.